0: so, ladies and gentlemen, Debbie is about to come on and just blow your minds in terms of how you can dive into your relationship genius and success and prosperity. And if there's anything you've been carrying, From previous relationships, now is the time to let it go, to free yourself, to heal yourself and step into a whole new version of your relationship, greatest possible self. Before we dive into that, let's talk to you because you're a world-changing human being. You have thoughts, actions, deeds, behaviors, and emotions that are changing the world around you. So be responsible with your power, be responsible with your greatness, and definitely stay tuned to becoming your greatest possible self so you can be educated, be empowered, be wizened on how to wield your power wisely. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to give me feedback on the show, if you want to find out how you can grow with us at Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self and Burn It Up Coaching, Inc., send me a message on facebook.com forward slash th3burns and Instagram at IamMillionaireChris and email chris at beergps.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. This week, it's by Dr. Lokilani. Dr. Lokilani says, Inspiring, Chris Burns has a knack for attracting people to his show and turning their stories into powerful messages that inspire many. And I love his passion and drive for his work. He authentically comes from the heart to truly impact individuals, society, and the world to make this a better place to live for us all. Keep inspiring us. Risk. Thank you, Doctor Lokilani. I appreciate you. And for you out there listening or watching right now, if you want to get a chance to get shouted out on a future twelve-hour live stream marathon all day long, go to beergps.com/itunes forward slash or search Greatest Possible Self on Apple Podcasts and give us a review. And keep tuning in to the twelve-hour marathon. Definitely subscribe on whatever platform, podcast platform that you choose to listen to—Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, all of it. We are there. So I'm looking forward to continuing to grow with you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I love you. Thank you so much. Let's talk about this powerhouse who's going to be coming on in just a second. Make sure you grab a piece of paper, a pen, because Debbie is going to bring the fire to empower you into relationship success. And always stay till the very end of this interview. One idea has the power to change everything for you. And I have a feeling that this is going to be a very potent conversation for many people out there who are diving into their self-trust and trust of others and uh, opening up their heart, letting down the walls and uh, feeling safe again. And I know we're going to dive into all the perfect places, so definitely stay tuned. Let's introduce Debbie, and then we'll bring her on the screen, because Dr. Debbie Silber is the founder of PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute, in New York, and is a holistic psychologist, a health, mindset, and personal development expert as well. She's an award-winning speaker, coach, and author of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Unshakable Woman, Four Steps. Two, Rebuilding Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis. The Unshakable Woman, The Workbook, The Companion Guide to the Book, as well as two books recommended by Brian Tracy, Marshall Goldsmith, and Jack Canfield. Debbie has contributed to Fox, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx, The Huffington Post, Shape Self, Health, Working Mother, Forbes, Psychology Today, WebMD Ladies' Home Journal, Woman's World and Glamour, to name a few. Her doctoral study led to three discoveries around how women experience and heal from betrayal. Based on her findings, along with 27 years of health, a mindset, health a health mindset and lifestyle coaching, Dr. Debbie has created a proven, multi pronged approach to help women heal physically, mentally, and emotionally from a life crisis, specializing in betrayal. And we are blessed to have Dr. Debbie Silver with us here today. Debbie, you ready to rock the house, superwoman?
1: I'm ready. I'm so ready. Holy moly. Look at you, 12 hours. That's right. That's right. We
0: are lit in here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I appreciate you being here, Debbie. We're going to have so much fun. You're doing amazing things in the world. And I want to dive into the theme of today, which is ultimate alignment. So we want to hear your perspective. What does that mean to you? How has it impacted your life?
1: You know, alignment, to me, it's when what you say, what you think, what you feel are completely Congruent, you know. It's like you ever see those people where they're saying one thing, but their eyes are saying something else, Mm. you know. Or they're they're just something is off, and we are so perceptive, and you know, our our gut is like ten thousand times more powerful than our mind. And if we were to just trust it, it would truly serve us.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Amen, Debbie. I love it. Let's talk about you and how you serve your clients today. I mentioned a little bit about all this great work that you're doing in the world. In your own words, what do you stand for, and what do your clients come to you for?
1: They really—they come to me to heal from the betrayal of a family member, partner, friend, and coworker. And you know, we've been taught that time heals all wounds. Or if it's a romantic betrayal, that a new relationship will heal it. And my study proved that is not the case at all. Mm-hmm. Healing it heal it. And we follow we it will follow us around around like a shadow mm-hmm. until we face it, feel it, heal it. We must do the work. The, you know, the faces change, but it's the same lesson until we take a look.
0: Hmm, mm, this is juicy. We're going to dive into this before we go into that and how we can empower our audience, uh, especially the women out there who might be carrying some of this stuff, but you know, men and women, I want to go back into your journey, Debbie, and talk about how did we get to where we are today being a, an expert on this topic.
1: You know, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to. And um, I had a horrible, you know, I mean, that's just the way it is. I was in health mindset, personal development forever. And then it was my own betrayal. First, it was a family and my family. And then, um, you know, I didn't quite learn the lesson I was meant to learn. So it was my husband. And it catapulted me into this PhD program in transpersonal psychology. That's the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I needed to understand how the mind works, why we do what we do, and how Mm -hmm. I could possibly heal from this. And uh, honestly, Chris, I, I went into this program because I just wanted to heal. I had no idea. What was going to come of it? But while I was there, I did a study, and I studied how women specifically experience betrayal, and then that led to three groundbreaking discoveries that changed my business, my life, my family, everything, everything I've known.
0: So I want to go to that that postdoctorate program, right? Like mm-hmm. the study that you you went through. What was that like? What were some of the biggest things that you you discovered, and uh, you know the the hypothesis that you had and set out to prove or disprove? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. You know, I, it was really the way I did. It was you can do a qualitative study or a quantitative study. So a qualitative is where you're not search researching the masses. It's more of a real deep dive. I wanted to know the lived experience of people who've been through it, what were they like before? What did life look like? What happened physically, mentally, and emotionally because of their betrayal? And then what did they do to heal? I wanted to know exactly what life was like before, during, and after. Mm -hmm. And um, so here are the three discoveries. This is what we learned. The first thing was, that we discovered there's this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's become known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we actually have an assessment on the site to see to what extent someone is still struggling. We've had at least 3,700, 3,800 people to date take the assessment. And I'll tell you, there's a, 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 a sentence on there that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? I read every one. And I read things like, my betrayal happened... 40 years ago, I still feel the hate. It happened 30 years ago, I'm not willing to trust again. It happened 15 years ago, I feel gutted. Like we know this stuff doesn't go away on its own. That was the first discovery that there's this collection of -hmm. symptoms. The second one was that, you know, healing from betrayal is very different healing from death of a loved one, disease, uh, natural disaster, mm-hmm. you know, these things all really impact us. But I had a feeling it was different. I had been through disease. I had been through death of a loved one, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to assume. So I asked everybody in my study, I said, for those of you who've been through things other than betrayal, does it feel different for you? Hands down, unanimously, they said, oh my gosh, it's so different. Mm-hmm. Because with betrayal, not only are you grieving what you lost, what you're not gonna have, sad, everything else. You have to rebuild the self, everything that was mm. demolished in that betrayal, self-esteem, a sense of worthiness, confidence, trust, you know, so it needed a new term. So mm. I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, PBT. Mm. That's the state of complete and total healing from betrayal. Mm. The, the third, you want to know the third discovery? Yes, yes, This is Powerful. This, This was the one that in the geekiest, dorkiest, nerdiest way, I thought I was, my head was going to fly right off my body because what we discovered was, while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and many of us do, if we're going to heal we're going to move through five now proven, predictable stages. And what's even more exciting is now we know physically what happens at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So healing from betrayal now isn't just hopeful, it's predictable.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you went through your own experience and then you dove into this this study. Um, was there any big Aha's or awarenesses besides the three points that you made about your mm-hmm. experience going through it, what it was like for you, or or things that you just didn't expect to happen that ended up happening.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm happy to go through the five stages too. Well, one thing was I was transforming, and I I didn't understand it. My husband was transforming too, but I was like, oh, that's nice and all, but I this is this is my turn. And and what I realized was I had no idea what to expect i had no idea what was coming all i was willing to do was heal that was it and whatever showed up showed up and i i mean i have four kids and six dogs but there was a lot going on at the time and it was so great because the kids were were so awesome just giving me the space to heal and hey mom whatever works we're, we're we're good you know which took a lot of pressure off and um i wasn't at first i was like do people really change but then I saw I was, there was like nothing left of the old version of me. And then I saw the kids were telling me there was really nothing of the old version of my husband. Mm-hmm. And he he's an extreme personality. So just as he was one way, well, he just swung completely the other way and, and but what happens with betrayal is you don't trust your betrayer you don't even trust yourself because you're like, I'm a bright person how did I not know, how did I not see so what happens is and this is common with betrayal we trust in something other than us a higher power, God, universe, source whatever. so I saw a, a spiritual counselor who, is soon, who has since become a dear friend and, I, and the first thing she says Teddy, oh my gosh, how you planned this Planned. (laughs) Said, well, what do you mean by that? She goes, You needed something so catastrophic, so you could crash and burn and rebuild. You're gonna have a center, you're gonna be writing books, you're gonna be teaching about this. He needed something so horrible so he can heal and become the husband, father, friend that he signed up to be. Mm -hmm. Because every single thing she said has come true. But here's the thing: it's so our ego says, and my ego said, Oh no. No way, this is a deal breaker. And my spiritual side said, "What if she's right? Mm. What if there is a purpose to this? What if, if I could, if I could at least try to do all I can do? You can't fault me for trying. And if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't work out or whatever, but what if it does? What if I can truly heal from this, and then I have a, a powerful message to share? And I just—it was like a little seed. That's all yeah, it was. Um, well, that seed grew." And um, actually, not long ago, we got married again. And our kids were a bridal party. So that was wow. pretty
0: cool. That's amazing. That's incredible. So That's <laughs> that's juicy. That's gold right there. So um, thank you for sharing that. And I, I acknowledge you for the work that you've done on yourself. And I'm really, really happy and thankful to see the the rift that was created, the wound, the hurt, the pain, and how you came back together. And I'm sure you went through these five phases that we'll dive into to be mm-hmm. able to reconcile that and, and be able to create something fresh, new, that is like true to both of you and who you are, this higher version of yourself and the best relationship that you've ever been in, in your entire life. So I I love that. I love what I'm hearing so far. Let's dive into the five phases, Debbie.
1: Sure, absolutely. And I and I just want to say it's not and I and I acknowledge it is not always the case, like with my family betrayal, that wasn't the option. Yeah. So there it was, you know, forgive and move on. Yeah. And sometimes it's forgive and rebuild. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. You know, every relationship is there for a reason, a season, a lifetime, and you and only you know what it's meant to do or if it's even workable, if there's even anything there to rebuild. Um I had both scenarios so i can you know i can speak from both of those That's things perfect. neither one is easy and and rebuilding i i would say not even rebuilding recreating an entirely new marriage you know with the same person is a whole other animal i mean wow. that is just that, <laughs> wow. that, that took me to places that i didn't even know my mind could go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure oh for sure gosh. but okay so let's dive into the five stages yeah. So, the first is like a setup stage, and, and this is what I saw with every single person, me included. And if you imagine four legs of a table, so mm-hmm. the four legs are physical, mental, emotional and spiritual and what i saw with every single participant me included was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and kind of neglecting the emotional and the spiritual so what does this look like this looks like we're really good at thinking and doing and we're really not as good at feeling and being well what's also within the feeling and being our intuition and almost everybody in this study said you know, I, try, you know I, I, I thought something wasn't right, but I didn't pay attention. I, I didn't feel right, but I was too busy. Mm. Classic, what I saw with everybody. This, then stage two, here's where we're blindsided. And this is the word we give to betrayal, blindsided. And with that, there's the breakdown of the body, the mind, the worldview. The body now, you have ignited the stress response. So you're headed for just about every stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. The mind is in a complete state of chaos, overwhelmed. You cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. You you are so overwhelmed because here's where it's like someone just took a mask and they said, oh, no, no, this is who I really am. And, you know, think about it. When the people you trust the most prove untrustworthy, who do you trust? This is where you had gotten your sense of safety and security. Yep. When the ones you'd run to when other people are causing, causing some harm are the ones causing the harm. What do you do with that? Mm. So there's this breakdown of the mind. There's a breakdown of the worldview. Your worldview is your mental model. It's how you see the world. These are the rules. This is how the world works. This is safe. This is, the, this is how things go. In a moment, it's shattered. Mm. But a new mental model hasn't been constructed yet. So this is a terrifying space, scariest space. Mm. And here's where the bottom truly bottoms out on you. But think about it. If you were walking down the street, and the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of whatever you could. You'd panic, yes. And and you'd also try to stay alive, however you at Stage three, survival instincts emerge. The most entirely practical stage. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How will I support myself? Where do I live? How do I feed my kids? What do I do to survive this? Now, here's the thing this stage right here stage three this is the stage we get stuck in and -hmm. we can come back to it and i'll tell you all the reasons why if we're able to grieve uh make sense start to make sense and meaning out of our experience a little bit Mm -hmm. mourn you know if we're willing willingness is the biggest word here if we're willing to give up our story and all that goes with it Mm -hmm. we can move to stage four stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal Your old normal doesn't exist anymore. It's no longer an option. So this is like if you've ever moved into a new house, condo, apartment, office, you know, your stuff's not there. You don't quite know your way around, but it's going to be okay. Mm. This is the stage where you're kind of turning down the stress response. You're not healing physically, but you're not causing the damage that you were. You're also taking a look at your other relationships and if it was like kind of one-sided or if your friends aren't there for you here's where you're like you know what Uh, mm, that, that doesn't work for me anymore you're making new rules you're starting to redefine uh who you are and setting up new boundaries when you've settled into this place and this place and this space feels okay you you and you're calming down a little bit you know you're making it your home you're like we said in the analogy, putting your stuff in it, you can slowly move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, Mm. rebirth, and a new worldview. So here, the body starts to heal. You've turned down the stress response. You didn't have the bandwidth for self-care, self-love. You weren't thinking about eating well, exercising. You were surviving. Now you have the the head for it. You're thinking about that now. You want to take better care of yourself because you love yourself. You realize where you've been and it's been hard. You want to nurture yourself, your mind. You have a new mind, a new a new belief system based on what you've experienced and a new worldview is forming based on what you know now. And that table from the beginning where we we're only prioritizing the physical and the mental, we are solidly grounded because now we're paying attention to the emotional and the spiritual too.
0: Mm. Mm. so good and I, I love like you are so connected with this process it's it's like at this phase of unconscious competence right the four four levels of learning you're like it's it's in you you're living this and it's really powerful i want to talk about the willingness to uh to yeah. heal the willingness to move through it the willingness to to get out of survival and start like processing it so to speak um dive into that what what stops people from from having the willingness to to dive in?
1: Yeah, it's such a great question. Like, for example, there was a woman who came into my office the other day, and she walked in, you know, arms folded, and how much is your program? Like, I'm not even going to tell you, because you're not ready to heal. (laughs) You're just hanging on to your story. And here's what happens. We get, you know, we've been blindsided. And think about what happens here. We have a very powerful story. Mm. Look at my story. I had the most important people in my life betray me, Mm. right? Not once, twice, we have uh, someone to blame. Yeah. We get a lot of sympathy from other people. Yeah. We get self pity. You know, we we we're getting something out of that victim role. We um we don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. That's hard. You know, do I trust you? Do I trust you? Forget it. I just won't trust anybody. You know. So we justify it. Now here's the problem though. It's we start receiving these benefits, right? Small self benefits from mm-hmm. staying stuck. But then when we stay in that space for too long, we start planting roots there. And then we start feeling like we belong there. And here's where we start thinking to ourselves, well, maybe, you know, I deserved it. Maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not this, that, and the other thing. And then think about it. Like energy attracts like energy. And what we feed grows. So now, not only are we receiving these benefits, now we're, we're, you know, our mind is calling to us these opportunities and circumstances and people to confirm that belief. Now we're done. Now we're planted. When so, we recognize that and we're willing to let that go, oh my gosh, what we get is so much better.
0: Wow. So it sounds like the, we, we, we're blessed to, people are blessed to move through this phase of small self benefits, like to, to rebuild, to like kind of take baby steps. Is that something that's an important, important part of the healing and evolution? You de-
1: yeah, it definitely. This is not a uh, pull off the band aid one two three kind of thing. Mm. It's predictable. I mean, we're now as long as you do the work, you will heal. Mm. Uh, but everybody's willingness, their the resources they have access to, but but honestly, how willing they are to dive in and do the work really predicts how long it'll take them. And I'll tell you, there were three groups in the study who did not heal. Mm. And of course, I wanted everybody to heal, so I had this perfect case, but that's, I mean, I was here just to do the research, but here's what I saw. If someone was numbing, avoiding, distracting, this is what my TEDx was about. If they're using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, they didn't heal. Now I get it. It may have made it a bit easier to get through the day, you know, um, like their doctor prescribed anti-anxiety medication or mood stabilizers, or they were drinking, or they were even numbing out in front of the TV because of that they didn't heal because it's like, it's like this. I'll give everybody an analogy. You'll never forget this. Let's say you have a really messy room, you know, wherever you are, let's take, or let's take a garage, really messy garage. And you think that's not vying for your attention, but it is. Mm -hmm. And you do everything you can to avoid that room. Mm -hmm. And then there's that one day where you're like, you know what, I'm going in. And so think about what you do. You grab your bags, you roll up your sleeves, you start making sense out of this. Now think about what goes on first. At first, it's a lot worse because you're like, I'm going I'm get, to get rid of this. I'm going to yeah. toss that. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to donate this. It's a big old mess, yep. but you're committed and you are just diving in and doing it. And then you get rid of everything. You put back what's left from that standpoint, from that place. You stand there with pride and a sense of accomplishment because of the work you've done. You could not get to that place if you didn't do the work. And that's the way transformation works. You cannot get to that place of healing and confidence when you're avoiding numbing and distracting.
0: Mm. So there's almost this internal environment that is... That is chaotic. That is unstable. That is un uh, unruly, so to speak. Disorganized, yeah. disheveled, and w- people kind of just push it to the side and just leave it in piles of of you know that doesn't even make sense. It's incoherent. And then mm-hmm. to be able to deal with it, we have to go in there, like throw it all out and like see what's what's there, what's where, how it's all how it's all landed, and then take an inventory of it and say, okay. This is all the stuff that I'm seeing in the garage or all the beliefs, all the blocks, all the pain, all the wounds that I'm still carrying and still I'm using to guide myself and direct myself through life. And is how does that feel, directing myself with that fuel, with that constantly in my worldview, in my perspective? And so when we can get clear on that, then we can say, "No, I don't want that. I want to choose to focus on something else instead, a higher, uh, more empowering, more loving belief.
1: You're recreating all of it mm-hmm. and and with everybody that I work with, they they get to this place where they're, they, this is deep trauma. I mean, this is so painful yeah. and but then, there's they they're so confused and they say i'm so confused because i don't even know who i am anymore i don't know what i want i don't know where i'm going Mm -hmm. and there's a real panic in that state but that's actually really really good Mm -hmm. that's actually really good because what happens is now you've realized the old me doesn't exist anymore Mm -hmm. but i haven't yet created a new me so that confusion is really it's it's like this it's like let's say you were running Really quickly in one direction. And then you're like, wait a second, that's the wrong direction. And then you stop and you pivot and you're about to run back. It's that pivot before mm. you run in that right direction. But that space isn't bad. You're recreating all of it. And think about it to, you know, we think we like change. We don't like change. You know, it causes a huge <laughs> shakeup with everything. But betrayal is one of those things. It does, right? It does. But betrayal is one of those things that causes us to change everything. Mm. How we think, how we feel, how we act, how we look at the world, how we how we define our relationships. Mm. So that confused space is beautiful. That means healing is yeah. on the way.
0: Wow. So it's, it's the confusion means I'm willing, I I have given up being like right and justified in whatever my old perspective was that wasn't producing results that was causing me pain. And I say, hold on, maybe, maybe I don't have everything all figured out. Wait, this doesn't feel good. It feels like I don't know where to go. I don't know who to turn to. I don't know how to process this. But at that point we can start like sifting and sorting through the stuff that is coming up.
1: A hundred percent. It is. It's, it's all this unknown is there for us where we're looking at it. And again, this only happens when we face it. It's Mm -hmm. now it's staring at us saying, okay, here's where we are. What do you choose to do with this? Mm -hmm. And here's the beauty. You can choose anything. You know, I use this analogy a lot and I think this will serve too. Here's, here's resilience and transformation. So we're using an analogy of a house. Like, let's say the house needs a new boiler, you know, and you get a new boiler, that's resilience, or you need a new roof and you get a new roof, that's resilience, bringing back, restoring. Here's transformation. A tornado comes by and levels your house. A new, you know, boiler's not going to fix it. New roof's not going to fix it, right? Now, you have every right to stand there at the lot where your house once stood and say, oh my gosh, this is the most horrible thing that's ever happened. You'd be right. You know, you can call your friends over. They'd agree. But should you choose to rebuild your house, there's nothing there. You could rebuild anything. Mm -hmm. And that's the gift in it because the old house doesn't exist. You Mm -hmm. could build whatever
0: you want. Mm -hmm. I love it. Transformation. I I love that there's there's the kind of groundedness of betrayal. It's like it's, it's it's you know, getting hurt by a loved one. That's that's really physical, tangible, things like that. And then you bring in the transformation aspect of it, like being the creator of your reality, designing how you see the world and the life that you create and ultimately living your best self, your greatest possible self, the highest purpose for your life. Um, at what point did it become important for you to channel, like the, the trauma and the challenges into like being your greatest possible self? Self, so to speak,
1: you know it was actually when when these discoveries were made, mm-hmm. you know you look at it and you're like how does how does this kind of information come out and and I don't do something really big with mm-hmm. it and and I'm a big believer, like if something really bad happens and you don't do something good with it, you're here for more than that mm-hmm. at the very least do something really good with something really bad, so when these mm-hmm. discoveries were made. I mean, I had a home-based business forever. I opened up the PBT Institute, a real live physical space. You know, I opened up uh, the, the PBT Institute site and the Firm Betrayal to Breakthrough podcast and the Betrayal to Breakthrough program. And we have certification programs on the other end of the program to become a certified PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation, support group host or practitioner. Because my intention is at a time where you need support the most and you're the least likely to seek it, there will be these people all over the country that are, that specialize in helping people heal from betrayal. That's all happened. A book deal, you know, that's all happened because of this. So, so I guess, you know, it helps me heal mm-hmm. for sure teaching. And now all of these support group and practitioners that are starting to pop up, have the opportunity to continue to heal as they teach as well.
0: That's so beautiful. You mentioned uh, people have to be willing to confront it, right? And if someone is in denial, like how does someone know if they're in denial about carrying, uh, you know, resentment, shame, blame, guilt from a previous betrayal?
1: Yeah, well, you know, that's, it's a great question. And actually, that was another group that didn't heal when they just refused to accept their betrayal. They just were not having it. It's like, nope, not accepting it. There was a third group too, I can talk about later, but you'll see it showing up in like, for example, you'll see it showing up in your unwillingness to have relationships Mm. or the way your relationships pan out. That's an unhealed betrayal. You'll see it in business. Let's say you're a business owner and you're, you're wary to trust again, you know, someone in business. Well, that's an unhealed betrayal. Or, or you're, let's say you're working in a company, you want to ask for that raise, but you don't have the confidence. Mm -hmm. Your confidence may have been slammed in that, in that betrayal. So it shows up there. It shows up in your health, you know, that, that collection of symptoms that we know now is post betrayal syndrome. One of them, I mean, it's so common, a gut issue, Mm -hmm. extreme fatigue, you know, um, weight issues. So we, there are so many ways that we see it showing up Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's just following us.
0: Mm, powerful. Debbie, you mentioned there's a third group. Tell us about the findings of the third group.
1: Yeah, this was really interesting. Um, the third group was they did not heal because the betrayer had no consequences. So wow. for example, let's say it was in a marriage and, um, one of the partners had an affair and there really wasn't any consequences. Now, whether it was for religious reasons or fear mm-hmm. of being alone, they stayed. This, by far, was my most physically sick group. Body can't handle that. That lack of truth, the body can't handle that. And although they they justified or they tried to make it work because they didn't want to break up a family or their mm-hmm. religion told them you know it wasn't acceptable to divorce or whatever their reasoning was, um, they were by far the most
0: sick. Mm-hmm. So that the physical symptoms was the worst in this scenario when they justified something, some external reason why they have to put up with it, why they have to, why, why it's almost like why it's their fault, why, why like, it's, it's their burden to carry, so to speak.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's not true. Yeah. And they knew that wasn't true. Mm. But in order to stay, that's what they had to sell themselves. Mm. and you know, the body knows the, the, and, and it just, it did not serve them. It did not serve them well at all. It didn't. And even, and even though they stayed, these were the most, I mean, these were the most unhappy marriages you can imagine, you know, th- these just weren't based on love and trust and new beginnings. I mean, mm-hmm. this was just based on fear or something else, but it, it, it just, it was a, that was bad. That was, that was a, a, a really, that group really struggled.
0: Hmm. How can somebody who's listening right now start to take those next steps in terms of being aware of what thoughts, what things are, they're carrying that they don't want to carry anymore into their next relationship?
1: Yeah, it's that's such a great question. The first thing is see what's lingering. You know, and and take that assessment, the post-betrayal uh, syndrome assessment, to see what's still showing up. Because, and and I'll tell you, people take that, and and I get emails. People sit "Tell me, well, that's kind of jarring. That shook me up a little bit. Good, that's good. Mm-hmm. There's no reason just to be okay with symptoms left from an unhealed betrayal. Yeah. Well, you, take a look at it, so you could so you could heal it. You know, it's and and also, I, I, I use a little bit of guilt because it works, because <laughs> and, and like, it just does. Well, because think about it now. That person had so much power yeah. over you to, through the betrayal. And then they caused these symptoms, these illnesses, these conditions, even disease. They jammed up your mind to, to believe that you weren't worthy, loving, just des- or deserving, or whatever it is, lovable, deserving. Think about how we continue to hand our power over when we don't heal that. Look at the power we continue to give that experience to give that person who doesn't deserve it you know i I love this saying i don't know who said it the best revenge is a life well lived Mm -hmm. and it's really true you know we have i look at it like an obligation to heal and and i have a saying this may serve i made this one up um that closure is our job but justice is karma's Ah, Just saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to get complete, it's to it's to turn the event, what happened, the facts, so to speak, into an empowering story rather than a disempowering story. It's like each moment is a new opportunity to create our reality and create a whole new vision and version of ourselves in our life, one that truly inspires us, makes us happy, makes us you know get out of bed in the morning excited to live rather than fearing to to repeat what happened yesterday.
1: Exactly. And it's so easy to do that because it gets really comfortable to stay stuck and it's hard Mm. to move forward. But there is a version of you that would blow your mind if you were willing to Mm. give up. That old version of you that got all those little benefits from staying stuck. Mm-hmm. Wait till you see what, what's waiting for you and, and how you heal, even just physically. I mean, when you're, when you're under that amount of stress, your, your adrenals have tanked, your immune system is shot, your, there's accelerated aging. Mm-hmm. Like now, not only just think about it, the person betrayed you and now they're aging you. You know, now they're making you <laughs> sick. Now you have a, a messed up immune system. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? That's, that's not fair. You deserve so much more. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. This is powerful. Tell us about the um, TEDx talk that you did, how, how that came into being and why that was an important part of your uh, milestone and getting this message out.
1: Yeah. You know, what's really interesting about it for me, uh, two things. First of all, that was the the one in, and I speak all the time. That was the one and only time I've ever done a PowerPoint. <laughs> so wow. kind of scary to do that on a TEDx stage. But um, that was six weeks after my betrayal. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I see it on my face. Like I know my, you know, everybody knows their face and uh, it's hard for me to look at. But that yeah. was six weeks. And I don't know um, how I was able to do that. But there was so much emotion and energy um going through me because I was far from healed back then. Um but I did it I did it on sabotage. Mm-hmm. And it's really why is it that everything's going well in, in business and in health and life? And then we just we just sabotage us so of what's what's behind that? Because the brightest, the most brilliant of us do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And I use these examples of three clients of mine who, you know, who did this and it's it's shocking but when you understand it you catch yourself doing it um and i have these four questions that I'm, I'm happy to 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 share with everybody to see if they're doing this
0: yeah let's share them
1: sure okay so the first one are you numbing and distracting right mm. if so how be honest with yourself when you When you enter your room or your home or wherever you are at the end of the day, is the first thing you do put the TV on because you are just desperately trying to distract yourself from your own thoughts? Like, be honest. You know, the second one, here's the big one. What am I pretending not to see? Am I pretending not to see there's trouble in my relationship? Am I pretending not to see that health issue that needs my attention? Am I pretending not to see I hate my job?
2: Mm.
1: The third one. What's life going to look like in five to 10 years if I keep this going? Play that out. Play out that health issue, five to 10 years. What's that going to look like? Play out that relationship issue, five to 10 years. What's that going to look like? Play out hating your job. Now you're out of the market another five to 10 years. What's that going to look like? And then the fourth question, what can life look like in five to 10 years if I change now? Now, I'm not saying it's easy, mm. but transformation happens when you tell yourself
0: the truth. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold. these are these are powerful um your curiosity it sounds like you had some immense amount of curiosity to find the answers in life and find out like what makes people tick and do the things that they do um where do you think that drive comes from the curiosity
1: i'll tell you i think it's from It's well, you know, I, am I'm an empath, which means so like someone feels it on a 10, I feel it on a 50 and, (laughs) and I, and I live by, and I live by a very simple rule. If it's going to hurt someone, don't do it. Mm. I mean, period. It makes life really simple. And I assume people live by those same rules. And I'm always like befuddled that people don't work that way. So I'm so, so the human condition always interests me because I, I think that people think like me and I'm always shocked and blown away that they don't. So I think that's always what made me curious that I kind of always felt. And I know every empath listening is like, oh, my gosh, she's speaking my language. Where you just feel different. You're like, why? Why am I so uh, sensitive? Like, why is it that? I can't watch a scary movie. You know, mm-hmm. why is it that I I hear the sappy music on TV? I'm already crying. I don't even know what they're going to talk about. You know, <laughs> why is that? Right? And and so it made me always made me curious. Like, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. And I just find people so fascinating. And and I believe in change. And I believe that people can change. I'm living proof. I mean, so is my husband. So I believe change is not only possible, that's what we're here for.
0: Mm. What are you most proud about how you show up in the world and the role model you get to be for your kids? Uh,
1: you know, that, that's been by far my biggest accomplishment. And, and I have to say, they are four best friends now. Mm -hmm. because of what they've experienced together and you never know what's going to come of these things and so many people they and everybody listen I I don't judge and everybody has their own way of choosing to navigate this um my husband was the one who told my kids Mm -hmm. and um and I think maybe that was part of the reason why he transformed to the level that he did you sit your four teenage kids down and they're like what did you just say you know um so that was huge and and what they it was really it was like a dance, you know, it was like I would coach you know, kids crash, coach kids, and that's all I did. and I didn't want to burden them, but I wanted to be honest with them, yeah. and we kind of navigated this, and um and I got to tell you when when we got married again, and uh, i didn't I didn't want my friends there, they were furious, <laughs> you know but it was because I wanted it very personal, and I wanted my kids to all write something mm. and uh, what? What they wrote, and I saved it. Of course, I everybody mean, wrote this stuff, and it was just mind blowing to me because I was so worried. They would say, "Oh, mom, you're so weak," and what instead they said was, "Wow, you're the strongest woman I know. You saved the family, mm-hmm. you know." And they're just—we're all so grateful. So the best thing that came of this was just this this strong bonded new family. Mm-hmm. We just happen to be all the same old people, but we're all entirely new.
0: I hear hear being unstoppable in the face of adversity and like creating communication, creating resolution and completion on things like old chapters, old versions, not being tied to what happened and facts and like the past, but rather like you really are exampling and, and being the role model for like, hey, whatever happens to you doesn't define you. You get to create your reality.
1: And I'm not saying it was easy. This was by far, hands down, the hardest thing ever. I mean, I've been in ICU for 11 days. You know, I've lost uh, loved ones. This one, whew, this was, this took me for a loop like none other. But it's it's an example of of, again, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And at the very least, do something good with it. Do something good with it. If you're going to bother going through all that trauma, do something good with it. There's always something, something there that's to learn, to do, to use in your favor.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So you opened up a physical location. Tell us about mm-hmm. um, like what your vision is with having uh, this center, and I'm sure you're you're aiming to have even more centers in the future and, and take this around the world even more. What's your vision with PBT?
1: It really, the, the vision is... No more than, no more than, it's a, it's a big vision. It's to have PBT support group hosts and practitioners in every state, in every country, eventually every few blocks. Because I want people to know, just how we have AA meetings or Weight Watcher meetings and places to go for these very specific things, I want people Let's say, oh, wait, where is there a local PBT support group in my area? Where is there? I, I am struggling with healing from betrayal. Where can I find a certified PBT practitioner? So here are doctors, coaches, therapists, doctors who, spe- who have this specialty. Yeah. So they can, because it's a unique type of healing. Mm-hmm. So people, wherever they are, can get the support they need. And once these places and these support posts and practitioners are everywhere, I'm good. I'm done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it Debbie. this is good and i love i love the big vision like like you said take something bad uh and turn it into something good you know if, if something bad's going to happen to us let's use it as fuel and i really hear you you like totally running sprinting like flying with this with this vision this mission and knowing that you get to contribute to people and really make a difference for them like like potentially, like not potentially, definitely alter their destiny, alter the rest of their life, alter how they live, their their purpose, their happiness, their joy, the human expression, the human experience. Like you're changing people's lives, and so thank you for what you're doing with with that. It's absolutely beautiful, and I want to talk about the research. Um, and how, how that's continued over the years, cause I'm sure it's like never ending. You're always finding new things. Um, tell us a little bit more about, you know, recent research or what you're looking forward to in the future.
1: Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for giving me an opportunity to share this because it's people like you that get this message out. And, and I deeply appreciate that. Thank you. Um, as far as research, I just graduated last year, June. This is all, everything I mentioned has only happened within the last year. Um, But the thing I want everybody to know more than everything is I'm no different from anybody here. Mm. I just, when, and you know it, you know it, Chris, when, when your mission hits, when you know what you're here to do, Mm. I mean, you, you, you're, you have the energy, it drives you. Mm. So, I mean, I just graduated last, the end of June and, and I mean, really, I opened the Institute, I put up the site, the programs that it was pouring out of me and, uh, couldn't, couldn't stop. So where are we now? Um, you know, now I, I just started uh, PBT Academy, which is a membership program too. Uh, I'm always doing more research because I want to stay on the cutting edge of mm-hmm. anything new that comes out. And also the way it works with doing a study is, you know, you have to write it in a way that people can take it to the next level. Mm. So I don't know how other cultures handle betrayal. I don't know how other uh, demographics handle it. And already I heard from the university that, that they wanted to study, you know, whoever the new researcher is new PhD candidate wanted to study something uh, having to do with it. That's beautiful. That's the whole idea, you know, where they could just take it, whatever hole I left, let them take it to that next level.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's why you're you're certifying these uh, coaches and specialists, so to speak, to be able to to pass this on. Because like you know that you can do as much as you can do. You can run. You can you do do whatever you can. And you're one person. You can do as much research as you can. Compile the information. And then it's up to each and every one of us, right? Me having this platform to get these messages out. You having this research and sharing it with the people who are like, I want to go deeper. I want to I want to know more. I want to I want to resolve this as much as possible. I want to heal the plan and raise the consciousness of people who are suffering from these these types of challenges. So it's it's amazing.
1: And what's what's so great is and it's so true. I mean who am I to think I have all the answers here? Mm. But like practitioners are the, the certified PBT practitioners. Yeah. These are doctors and therapists and, mm. and coaches and healers. They have their own specialties that I don't do so that that someone could find someone like that and utilize their services and their amazing credentials and everything they do. Mm -hmm. But now they understand betrayal and they can help them in this specific way, too. I mean, that's that's to me, it doesn't get much better.
0: What would you say is your genius, your specific gift that you bring to uh, PBT and how you're organizing this this mission and this uh, movement, so to speak?
1: Yeah, I would just say probably it's just my inspiration and passion. And it's because I I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand you know how painful this is. And even something like forgiveness, I mean that's just a word mm-hmm. until you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. a whole other thing. And and the the depths that you have to go to within yourself um to to find the space to in my estimation forgive the unforgivable you know um that's a big one and and if i can if i can do that anybody can <laughs> and at the very least if i and how do i not teach that to everybody who's willing to listen
0: right right and I, I think that that goes back to are people willing to you know let go of that old story to step into a new reality because it's it's definitely not easy like you, you keep re- repeating reaffirming that and i i appreciate mm-hmm. it because i can tend to make things fun and enjoyable and high energy, and this is also, it can be a really um, intense, difficult, traumatic, you know, like it's it's not easy to to go through this, and so I, I'm blessed that I haven't experienced anything to that level uh, in my own life, you know, so I get to just be a witness and, and be aware of it, and then also for people who are going through something similar or have this going on in their life. I get to bring compassion. So I think people even in the audience for you listening or watching right now, live or replay, like just bring that compassion, bring that grace with you to, if you know someone who's going through this, if you have a significant other who has, has had challenges with betrayal, you know, like, like bring your love to, to them. They need it.
1: They need it, and here's the thing too, and and we're talking about of a family member, partner, friend, I mean, it's not specific to partner. Yeah. Um, this is a time where the betrayed, they've done nothing wrong, mm-hmm. but they're filled with so much shame and embarrassment and fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. So here's what I've learned. Even if, if you've never experienced it, even because anybody betrayed, they're in a club they never wanted to be in. Yeah. But even if you've never experienced it, Even if you are fumbling all over yourself and you just say, I don't know what the heck to say to you. I'm Mm -hmm. just here and I love you. That's it. That's it. Because what typically happens, and I know I did this, the first year, I didn't tell anybody. It was torture, torture. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the first friend I told. I was shaking. I was crying. I was a wreck. Because being that vulnerable is terrifying, Mm -hmm. terrifying. Mm -hmm. But it's also freeing. That's how you heal. You know, and you're, and you're, going, I going, saw you're on a, going
0: from that place that you don't feel like you can trust, you don't know who or what or where, where when you can trust to saying, you know what, right. I'm just done with carrying this. I got to get it off my chest, even if it's the wrong choice or the wrong person or whatever. You like You just got to do it for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think any good coach has a coach. And, and I've told this story many times, but I remember um, I was speaking to my coach actually on a big Zoom call with a bunch of us. And I was talking about this study and this study. And he just looks at me and he goes, stop hiding behind your bleep study already. And I was like, oh, oh, wow, that's scary. You know, and, and I had started sharing just with private clients. And I saw how much they were healing. And I was like, you know what? just get out of the way, just get out of the way. And the people who have an, have an issue or a problem, I guess they're not my people, yeah. but I am desperately trying to reach the ones who need this message. So, you know, I'm excited to
0: just share. What do you think had, um, like famous people like Jack Canfield want to support you and, and support this movement? What was it about how you showed up and who you were being?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, that was, I was so blessed to have Jack Canfield actually on my first book and Brian Tracy on my second. And, and I mean, I, I just, it's amazing. And I'm so beyond grateful and blessed. And now I'm going to do another book. So anybody watching this who feels somebody really famous or powerful, um, I could use the foreword and the testimonials. Uh, I think it's because I've always been what was at the time. Uh, it was a, it was an authentic one. And, and you know, I I guess I always feel like if you're just real, you know, you don't have to worry about that whole fraud complex. Uh, You you know, people talk about that all the time. And I'm like, well, if I'm just my best and and whatever my best is, I don't have to be accused of that because I'm just doing my best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's like you just, were being real you were uh, caring about this this conversation that's important to you forwarding it in the minds and the hearts of people who are suffering and dealing with it and that conviction that tenacity that knowingness that whether it's jack canfield or brian tracy or whoever like i'm going to get this message out and i'm going to keep knocking on doors i'm going to keep putting the message out i'm going to pitch the the reporters i'm going to pitch the tv stations or radios or have you know some people help me and pitch my message for me whatever the case might be uh, but you knew like this message is getting out to the world uh you know till the day you die you're going to be like sharing this and and spreading this and uh, forwarding this movement
1: Uh, well and i'll tell you as passionate as i've been about other messages nothing Mm. has Mm. ever hit me like this one i mean this one this one has a life of its own
0: so powerful so let's start wrapping it up debbie final takeaways what you want our audience to really get from this interview and take action on what is that
1: Yeah. You know, I would say, uh, again, I know if you've experienced betrayal, I know how painful it is, but um, I promise you one foot in front of the other, just commit to putting one foot in front of the other and post-betrayal transformation is waiting for you. It's inevitable. All you have to do is do the work. Just keep moving forward every single day.
0: Boom. And Dr. Debbie Silver, how do people move forward with you when they're now ready to do that?
1: Uh, I would say the first thing, first thing, take that quiz. I mean, Mm -hmm. just take the quiz. PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, PBT com forward slash quiz.
0: Wow. So that's, that's the thing that will give them awareness of uh, where they might be, be being blocked oh, yeah. and what, what betrayal um, symptoms they are experiencing and to, to know, hey, we got to dive into this. We got we to – we get to heal this. We're blessed to, to heal this when they're ready to, to have a conversation about it.
1: Exactly. And you can't change what you're unaware of. So you will mm. you'll become very aware. And that's a good thing. That's where you're saying, I'm going in and cleaning that garage. Here we go.
0: I love it. I love it. Debbie, you are a powerhouse. And everyone go to pbtinstitute.com. And do you have a, a Facebook page or social media or group or anything like that you want people to stay connected with you on? Also, podcasts. My name.
1: <laughs> yeah, my name. Just my name. And the podcast is From Betrayal to Breakthrough.
0: Boom. Love it. Debbie, thank you so much for being here. You're a powerhouse. And I appreciate you standing for this, forwarding this message and mission and giving people tons of hope and healing. And uh, the possibility of a bright, beautiful, epic, loving, healthy, healed future. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. And thank you for the space to do this. You're thank welcome.
0: You. We'll see you soon, okay?
1: All right. Take care. Bye,
0: everybody. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self?